Hey, Kron, uh, shit, dude, we recorded the episode, but we forgot to record a cold open. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, they say. Yeah. So what, what do we want to, we want to try to get together and do one or what? Uh, yeah, we could, uh, we could just, we, we could just make this phone call the cold open. Okay. It's. Like it's super meta, dude. People people are into meta these days. So that's the bit? Yeah, that's the bit. It's like uh, Synecdoche, New York. Like, it's so heady, no one knows what it is. Right. People have to say it's good. Oh, yeah, because otherwise people think you're dumb. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's the point, man. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I, I mean, I got everything set up. I was just kind of sitting here alone. Um let me call Dan real quick and see what he wants to do. See if he's got an idea. Yeah. So he always likes to subvert, you know, expectations. Are we doing a, does that mean we're doing a three-way call or are you, are you still on your, do you, your cricket mobile plans? Uh, no, no, I actually, um, I'm, I'm on 3G now, so I can do, nice. I can do a three-way. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him on here. Um, all right. Um, you two, two more G's. That's how you get COVID, dude. So be right, that's true. Um, hold on, I don't want to. I gotta hold the phone away because I don't want to. I don't want to pick up the rotary sounds on the. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Here, let me get him. Get him in on this. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yo. Hey, hold on. Let me, uh, sorry. Hey, hey, Dan, I'm, I'm here with Kyle. Uh, we realized that we didn't record a cold open. Oh, uh, I thought you were calling me to come in for a shift. No, I mean, well, do you want to work? No, I've already started drinking. Okay. Are you driving? <laughs> yeah. You're drinking and driving? Or are you just, just, oh, yeah. just tell me you're in the car. I'm in the car drinking, but the engine is not on. Oh, okay. It's, I can hear the engine, dude. Are you being towed? Uh, no, there's just better reception for baseball games in here. You know what? I just I realized, too, that I don't have AM radio in my house anywhere. So that, I guess that makes sense. Um, oh, I forgot to use my turn signal. Um, what are... What do you want? Kron just wants to post this call. He says it's pretty meta and badass and people will have to like it. Yeah, dude. It's it's like so, so in your head, people have to love it. Okay. Yeah, I've gotten my whole life hearing meta, but I don't know what it means. I just go along with it. Right. This is it. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This is exactly what it means. I guess my concern is that the movie this week is so insanely simple. Like, are we making a like a double joke by doing a meta thing at the front of it? Um, did your guys' moms call you this week? No. Okay, well, I guess it's not. My mom only has 2G, so she can't call my 3G. My mom, only, my mom only telegraphs. 
Oh, dude, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Got a pen pal there, yeah. 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 We're covering a movie next week that has some people that probably still do telegraphs. She only sends me the stock tickers from 1924, so they're pretty useless. Oh, man. That's real depressing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I figured it'd be just tips like from old farmer's almanacs about your tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of stuff like that. It's all outdated information. Okay. Tomato knowledge is nice. Yeah, but it's like... It's like you have to wait until the second moon fall, because if you plant before that, witches will get you. Or I mean, it's all antiquated. It doesn't right. make any sense. Is this before or after the bloodletting? Yeah, it's it's stuff like that. I okay. Mean, half of it is incomprehensible. I gotta burn two witches for my eggplants to do great. It's crazy. Wow. All right. Um, well, Dan, you keep you keep pounding those beers, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Modelo, so they're only like four percent. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'll, we'll just we'll just knock this thing out. And uh, yeah, man. And this the is, movies, uh, it is what it is. It's, uh, it's a love story. You're damn right. Hold on, I'm getting a I'm getting a text from my mom. I can only read half of it though. She doesn't. I'm telling her she doesn't have enough G's. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Dan, you were right. This movie is a love story. That's right. It's Brain Smasher. This week on Five Day Rentals. Love you guys. I love you. You're so bad. Welcome to 5 Day Rentals, the video store podcast where each week one of us picks a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre specific category. It's time we finish up Macho Mania. And it's my turn to present what I think is macho as hell. This week we're talking Brain Smasher, a love story, possibly the sweetest movie we've covered. I'm joined as always by Laundry Dan and Cron Howard. Guys, how are you? Howdy. Doing great. I think the cell is a lot more <laughs> of a beautiful representation of a of a couple. This, yeah, the cell is just pure love, right? That's just that's the best uh, physical representation we've had of of when a man loves a woman. Yeah. Guys, the greatest love story we ever covered was Monster Dog with that group of kids and that sandwich platter. That was true love. They were pretty stoked about that. Wait, if you go back to the cell, I would say it's the most pure love because it's been cleansed in bleach. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Brain Smasher, a love story, fellas. How could a movie with such a badass title be all over the place it's not all over the place it's in oregon it's all in portland oregon apparently oregon 
You want to say that one more time, Dice? Uh, fellas, we're deep in Macho Mania. This is the climax. Previously, we've covered the Boz and Stone Cold. Kron, you then brought us to Waco to siege it out in Action USA. I thought I'd maybe add a little bit of something for the ladies. And Albert Payune is somebody I wanted on the show at some point. Uh, actually, in the news right now, um, unfortunately, he's been suffering some mental health issues. Um, and I believe he went missing for a few days. Um, Did they find I him? I believe he's... He's since been found. Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to say he's missing right yeah. now. Yes, he is. He was found alive. Oh, yes. Right on. Right on. Um, uh, done some awesomely uh, famous B movies: the original Captain America movie, a flick called Nemesis, which I'm sure we'll do on the show. Um, guy grinds him out. Yeah. Guy makes shit with love for sure. I looked him up on Letterboxd, and he did uh, Doll Man, which I really want to see because it stars the same guy from Trancers, Tim Thomerson. Right on. We have... I thought we had another guy in this category from Trancers as well. I think he's in Stone Cold. I don't, I don't know. We're a movie podcast. We should know that. Well, we, we've got a lot of movies in this fucking store, man. Um, so far, what are you guys' thoughts on Macho Mania? I think like we've talked about, I think we'll see different reiterations of this category. I think Kron, you and I both talked about having something similar. But when you're in this third position, I think it's a little bit easier because you can kind of sort of judge off of what the other two guys did. But in a sense, I also think like, you want to end on a high note. Um, and I had not seen this before, so this was a little bit of a gamble. Had you guys seen this before? No, like 10 minutes of it. I think at one point this was on um, TCM Underground, and I usually just record whatever pops up on there. Okay. So I probably watched like a, a bit of it at some point. I had never seen this film. Never heard of it. Okay. Now, you are a Dice fan. Oh, I love uh, Andrew Dice Clay. In fact, um, I don't know. Did I tell that story where me and Rach were on a walk and there was a guy down the street just listening to Andrew Dice Clay stand up? He's like, I got a hood on. And like, the guy was repeating it. He was obviously drunk. Right. And I was just like, damn, dude. This is some old school shit. <laughs> hey, but if it keeps him off the streets, right? It was like five at night <laughs> in the summer. I there I mean It's America. The dude the dude had a fucking ride. You know, first person to sell out Madison Square Garden or like two or three nights in a row. Like if you check any of his clips on YouTube from that that time in his career he has thousands of people repeating his fucking nursery rhymes and shit like i did watch a lot of clips thinking i wonder if i can work any of these into the episode and immediately decided against it because i was just going to get myself in trouble now the guy is a, a bit problematic in some of his language that was used in the 80s um he is no in- way condoning it but 
He is in another movie that I don't want to mention because it would eventually be brought into yes. our category. Right. Which, as I thought, that's what you were choosing as soon as I heard that. I was like, all right. No, I, I knew I was saving that for you. That's that's if if I had to do a bank of movies that I think both of you sort of have in there. Like I had Action USA for Kron. I would put that one definitely in yours. Anyway, I don't think we should haste, man. I think we should jump into this fucking thing. You guys got any anything else up front? Hey man, just let me let me put on my Fano the Opera mask with a uh, cool Chinese symbol on the side of it. Okay. I'm going to put on these uh, weightlifting gloves, which I'll wear through the remainder of the record. Okay. Sweet. They look great. I heard your hands get real sweaty. Mm-hmm. You got to protect your knuckle. You might be punching, I don't know, maybe more than any movie ever. Um, but guys, let's bust into this. I've got this as 1993 Brain Smasher. Albert Payune. We opened, we got the dice man. He's at a payphone. He's calling his friend Hot Tub. He's he's trying to tell Hot Tub some story, but Hot Tub is just way too busy and he hangs up. Magically, the phone rings and it is Andrew Dice Clay's mom. He's wondering why she's called him at this exact payphone. He goes on a little rant with her. Mom, I'm not moving back in. I'm 32 years old. I need my privacy. I might believe Andrew is... 32 in this but Andrew Dice Clay has always looked 51 years old at any point so yeah uh, I don't know this to me seems like maybe something that they shot later um, or potentially something that they made for like a trailer you know it seems like it's got like a it's got a trailer feel that immediately after this thing, it would go into like a supercut sort of trailer. I thought he would narrate later on, like in the story as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess not. I I like the way that they handle the narration because they they have a classy way of him getting the fuck out of it. Uh, so anyway, he hangs up on his mother. Um, Dan, we get a direct to camera fucking fourth wall break. Congrats. Thank you. I think that's the second time in five-day Reynolds history. Mm-hmm. How many do I need for a Jerry coin? Um, you got to do 38. three of these. Three. Okay. I'll say three. All right. Hey, how you doing? My name's Ed Malone. I'm known as the Brain Smasher. You'll know why in a few minutes. But you know what gets me? Nobody listens anymore. Nobody's got any sensitivity, but you'll listen. I got an unbelievable story, you hear? We got our credits. We got a bluesy rock riff. Here's the setup. Dice is narrating this first portion. We start in London. We cut to a photo shoot. We got us a hot, hot Terry Hatcher. She's. I, I mean, you shouldn't rank women. You shouldn't do that. But I mean, she's just up there for what we've we, who we've covered so far. Croner, Early '90s Terry Hatcher. Croner, are you going to bat for Terry Hatcher? This this episode. Yeah. Okay. Terry Hatcher looks good. All right. What do you think? She looks like a bridge troll, like when you guys said uh, Demi Moore looks. 
fucking yesterday's news. I'm just. I, be, I believe the conversation was about how Demi Moore had looked hotter, and they could have adjusted that. Nah, you guys were like, "Oh, I'd rather cut my own dick off." <laughs> Ugh. Dude, yeah, Terry Hatcher looks good, Dan. I didn't. Well, obviously, she looks great in this movie because she's the only model in the world in this movie. Sorry, she's not the bodybuilder lady from the cell. <laughs> Did you watch right. the cell today? Because you brought it up like nine times. We had that uh, text conversation about it. It's been on the mind. <laughs> Was that not my best work today? <laughs> yeah. The Bleach Bros. All right. So we're at this photo shoot. We got Terry Hatcher. Um, she gets a break from the photo shoot. Uh, she sits down to get her make makeup touched up. Uh, did you see the little cameo? The makeup artist is a fucking woman that you would know from so many things. Uh, she plays the one of the crazy moms in Detroit Rock City. Oh. Uh, I think she's in a lot of like Farley Brothers movies. It's her name. Yeah. Uh, she hints at Terry Hatcher surprising her because Terry Hatcher is actually going to read a book. Um, Terry says something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm a model and I can read. I'm not an airhead. Imme- yeah. Immediately setting up that, you know, she's got the looks and the brains. Uh, we get some sh- shyster. He comes up and he starts annoying her. This is her current beau. And she's pissed off. She gets up and walks away. Everybody else around her is like, I wonder what he did this time. Uh, This guy chases her down. His name's Jonathan. They have a little bit back and forth, but he ultimately just ends up giving her this package. She seems annoyed. He says, it's not from me. It's from your sister. He brought this package to Terry Hatcher from Paris. Uh, A little bit more back and forth. Um... This guy says, who else would give you a $10,000 Rolex? She responds with, a Rolex is not love. I'll mail it to you. Keep it. You won't look good in a a bathing suit forever. So Jonathan's out. Now, this package is what sets this whole thing off. Dice continues in narration. The sister has requested that Sam bring this package to Portland, Oregon. (laughs) And that's where she'll meet her. Uh... Sam opens his package up and it looks like it's like a red flower and some sort of like bank teller tube thing. It looks like a fleshlight. It looks like a okay. clitoris. Good to I know, thought it good looked to know, like a bank teller tube thing. Good to know two of us are on the same page. <laughs> All right, we cut to Portland. I'm going to continue to say Oregon because for some reason that's how Andrew Dice Clay was allowed to say it i thought i was going crazy i looked up the pro the proper pronunciation uh, i think it's just as a new york shtick right yes but worse he says uh i don't know this guys. is portland oregon where i'm from like there was a question on jeopardy about state flags that had a beaver on it and nobody got it and i was like it's oregon like 
So apparently people just don't know about Oregon. Maybe they just don't know about flags. I don't, I don't think they associate it with beavers. Although, I mean, Portland has the most strip clubs per capita. The Oregon State Beavers. Is their destiny. What's that, their football team? Yeah. Well, it's a college, oh, okay. so they, they have multiple teams. Well, they don't have an NFL team, so they suck. It's their double-A baseball team. <laughs> they got an NBA team, right? Trailblazers. Yep. I think that's and it. The, and the stadium or area that they play in is in such an odd spot. It is the weirdest little... Yeah, you've been there. Did you recognize any of this? Uh, I did actually. This, the I will give this movie credit. A lot of this, like downtown through the streets area, this is exactly what it looked like. And when I was there too, like at a certain point, like a lot of cities, it just there was nothing fucking around. There were a few people on corners here and there. Yeah, but, but when we left the Queens of the Stone Age show and rode the trolley all the way through, fucking like you didn't see anybody. Yeah, but when you went to Oregon, you did the Brain Smasher walking tour, so. Yes. The sad thing, though, was the 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 monks had called out, so we weren't chased. So you mm-hmm. lose that, like, intensity, like, the feel of actually doing it. So uh, They're probably in, like, a hunger strike or some shit. Yeah. And, of course, I'm like, my wife's name is Sam. Come on, this is going to be great. And, did you put on the gloves and like do the accent? I got the gloves. Obviously, like I don't, you know, I don't. I try not to wear a lot of leather, but, you know. So I just I mean, wore my old Letterman jacket. If you guys get a random package, it is the jacket that he's wearing that says "Brain Smasher" on the back. My my wife's name Sam too, but she had to stay home. I had to come to Oregon alone. Or Oregon? It's just me. Can I just pay half price? Uh, all right. So this is where the rest of the story happens. End of setup. So this is the last of our Dice Man narration. Uh, Sam, she shows up to a warehouse. She takes a freight elevator up. God, I love a freight elevator. Get a, get a, I love a freight. We got a sweet slide, too. Oh, yeah. I love you know that. that's coming. Mm-hmm. So she rides this elevator up. We also get a, like Dan says, a nice shot of this, this uh, like, you know, mail package slide. Um, you mean she gets uh, up to her it, floor? You mean postal mail, not a mail package? <laughs> Go either way. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, as soon as she gets off this elevator, we get a dude in a mask who yells, "Over here, Mrs. Crane." This lady's name is Sam Crane. All right. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, Sam approaches. She sees about a dozen Shaolin monks. I thought it was going these to be are the, Batman or something. I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> these are monks of the Red Lotus sect. We don't know this yet, uh, but they have Sam's sister. Uh, DC uh, Comics number 451. We do know this because the name of the building says Red Lotus all over it. Okay, but they haven't said, like her sister hasn't said, they're the Shaolin monks of the Red Lotus sect. That's just what I have in my notes at the time. From what I understand, I just wanted their ninjas. Okay. All right. So Sam's sister looks pretty.
pretty much like Sam, just with glasses. That's the way you tell them apart. Um, we get this main monk. He starts air punching the shit right in front of fucking Sam. Uh, I did starts this. talking. In- I did that exact routine all throughout my college days. Right. Just be hanging out with my roommate, fucking air karate 24-7, dude. You don't do that now with your lady? Nah, she kick big, your ass. She call me a lame ass if I do it or something. I do it at the grocery store when they ask me paper or plastic. I just uh, paper. Pl- plastic, obviously. Paper. Dan, quit getting plastic bags. All right. I brought why? My, I brought my own bags from home. We oh, even better are beyond the point. To where me getting paper or plastic at the supermarket doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, but then when six other billion people have that same thought process, <laughs> that's what manifests the problem further. I do more in my neighborhood than anybody. I do cardboard, my cans, and uh, what else do I do? Plastics. So, come on. Yeah, but you can't recycle those plastic bags, dude. I could take them to Lowe's get, if I'm feeling really. Put them next to the light bulb recycling slot. And the batteries that they probably just yep. throw in the trash anyway. Oh, oh dude. absolutely. You just take them to Lowe's and you just chuck them out in the parking lot. The only one that knows about throwing something with a battery is our host tonight. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Tell your baby sister to tell us the whereabouts of the Red Lotus now. So these guys want the flower. They want the package that was sent to Sam. Sam says, I forgot it. Her sister says, she's a model. All these monks like, ugh. Our first little sense of their crowd mentality. Um Sam was smart enough not to bring the package with her, obviously. So this main goon, he gets fucking pissed off. He punches the shit out of a pallet, which looks great. Um, The restraint. This guy's struggling. He really wants his fucking flower. Uh, Sam says that she'll show them where it is. So as they're making their way to the freight elevator, they load up. Sam's sister manages to kick one of the goons out and lock the rest of them in the freight elevator. So now it's Sam, her sister, and one other goon. They knock this guy out. While the... Good. Isn't there a part whenever they're like before it gets to this level where um like the monk keeps telling the sister like tell your sister this but everyone is just speaking English the entire time? Yeah, at first he's he's speaking Chinese or Mandarin. I apologize. Oh. And the sister is translating and then eventually he says something in English and Sam's like you can speak English the whole time. Yeah, but I, th- she, I think there's a part where he's like, tell your sister, blah, blah. Like, he just says it in English. And it's like, we've already switched to English at this point. We don't need to, oh, <laughs> to okay. translate. Well, he was, maybe he was just doing that passive-aggressive thing. Yeah, that could be. You he, know. This is a power play for sure. Right. Like, it's what I do when the dog, like, you know, comes up and starts whining while I'm sitting on the couch. And I have to say, like, tell your mom to leave you outside, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, they managed to get away. They use the mail chute or the postal package slide. We don't want them to use the mail package. 
Uh, they use this to slide down and get ahead of them. They make a break for it. When they're outside, Sam reveals that she hid the package in some trash. So pretty smart move, I think. Like, obviously, it's pretty suspicious. Um, Sam asks, what's with the ninjas? Her sister responds, they're Chinese monks. Ninjas are Japanese. And so starts this running gag through the flick. Details. This, this is a movie that had two jokes that just every chance they got, they put one of them into. And I'm going to tell you up front, they work. It works every time. I think they figured out how to how to make it work. Um, yeah, she says details in response. And that was one of the reasons I asked if you guys were caught up on Reacher. The details thing is a, a big deal. So somebody in my house has been yelling details for the last two weeks. All right, so they're running down the street. Sam's sister is named Cammy. Uh, Cammy warns Sam that the monks are masters of being quiet. Um, so even though Sam can't hear them, like generally when you can't hear them is when you should be worried. Um, oh, did her sister ever tell her that she had to smuggle this in to the United States, to Oregon? Or are we just assuming that Terry Hatcher, was there a note in the package that said this that we didn't know about? Because it was like she got the package and then she was at the warehouse. Um, Maybe it was just a thing where she brought it but didn't claim it, you know, or register it at customs. Like she knew enough of that. Her sister would say like, I need you to bring this in. Cause I can't, it's too hot. I didn't really question that because later on she even says like, you had me bring in this thing. I knew something was going on. Maybe yeah. she's an international model. So she probably flew like private maybe. Right. It probably showed up in the scanner. And they were like, what's that? And she was like, it's just a flashlight. And they were like, oh, all right. Right. And then they're real. Yeah. And then the guys are like, that's pretty hot that a chick has a <laughs> flashlight, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, Steve, dude. What do you think she does with it? Like, does she just like scissor it? I just scan this box and this chick has a clit in it. Like, oh. Yeah, let her go. Maybe, let her through. Maybe she let takes the flashlight to the store when she gets like cucumbers and stuff. Maybe she thinks it's really right? a flashlight. Cause she wants to like check it out beforehand. Whatever it is, it's hot as hell, dude. That so does like, it's like when you're wearing flip flops, but you're going shoe shopping. So you bring a pair of socks. Does the flashlight actually have a flashlight on it? So you can, it yeah, can be you gotta practical. S- we got to see where you're putting your thingy. Yeah. That's, that's what the hole is for. You put a, f- flashlight into there no i want to know if it actually has like a like i broke down in a snowstorm and i need a flashlight yes it has it has a red flashing hazard feature you can pop the back you light it it's a flare you yeah (laughs) you turn it on you 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 start using it and then as you are flagging down traffic you have a red glowing orb in your central region to help it's like traffic down. It's like a safety warmth blanket. Like it keeps you, you know, warm. It just well, use the flashlight. It, it's one of those safety lights that you have to like crank to make it operate. But yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. 
It's you got just, the little yeah, the little spinner thing on the back. Well, the way you make it operate is <laughs> cranking's a whole different uh, a word yeah, there. You, yeah, you got to crank it. Okay. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Thanks for the sponsorship this week, uh, Flashlight. Mm-hmm. Don't send a free sample to my house, please. All right, Cammy wants to split up. Oh. Uh, Sam and her go back and forth. Yeah, mine, right. mine either. I guess don't don't do that. Um, basically, Cammy tells her like we can't let these monks get this thing. Um, Sam doesn't want to split up, but family or finally, Cammy just says like we'll meet it. Meet me at St. Luke's Church tomorrow. Um, Cammy takes the the red lotus and and fucks off one way. Yeah, what a uh, bitch, monk, bro. She's trying to save her. She's no. trying to. She, I mean, it's a bitch move to have her move, like bring it without asking her. But I get her whole like, you got to leave me. I'll see you tomorrow. Her sister's totally a biatch. And these monks are idiots because they already have the sister. Why didn't they fuck with her the whole time? Instead of Terry Hatcher. They need the red lotus. That's yeah. the only thing they care about. And this, her sister is the key to that. Well, Terry Hatcher right. is the key, but if you got the sister, you don't really have what you need. They fucked up. They lost the sister. Eventually, they were trying to trade the sister for the Red Lotus. Oh, okay. When, ter- when Terry Hatcher doesn't bring the Red Lotus, that's when he starts getting all pissed off. And he sort of loses his footing. Oh, I thought she and was then, telling him that she's bringing it. Like, then there you go. Okay, I got you. Right. I'm an idiot. I I sort of just pieced together that she sent the thing to Sam, knowing that she was going to be taken. You know, when she arrived in Portland or wherever. Um. So Cammy, she takes it and goes wrong, one way. Sam's left to go the other. Now, the monks have a quick little conversation. Um, there's a few times in the movie where they speak in, in Chinese or Mandarin, and you as a viewer don't, there's no subtitles or anything. You kind of have to piece it together. I took it as they were having, they were trying to discern which one to chase. Like one group wanted to go after Cammy. I think the leader decided, like, no, she would have it. They don't have the Red Lotus right now, but we need to follow Sam because maybe she'll take us to it. I thought maybe it was just the YouTube rip didn't have the subtitle. Like That's possible. There. Like, yeah, so this is streaming. Somebody has a an upload on YouTube or you can pay one ninety nine. I did pay one ninety nine on the first viewing to avoid that. Well, did it not have the subtitle on that version? It did not have the subtitles either. Okay. I I would guess the the first option then they just exclude them. Yeah. Which I think works. Sometimes I think if if the following actions are obvious, it's yeah. not necessary all the time. Well, I thought I thought the stuff at the freight elevator was so short that it was like, yeah, I don't need subtitles. But there is this one where they're in the street where it's like it's just long enough where it's like, did this YouTube rip just not like include yeah. that? And who knows? Uh, as as far as I know, this isn't available on DVD anywhere. Vinegar Syndrome hasn't picked yeah. this one up yet. Yeah. I think this would this would be an awesome Blu-ray to have. 
I, some badass artwork. I bet there's some some company out there that's like gonna get the rights. Dice Clay's just like, how much you gonna pay me? Yeah. Alright, uh, one part I like about this is one of these monks eats shit in the crosswalk and I don't know if it was on purpose or not. <laughs> it looks pretty harsh. Uh, Sam, she's chased for several several blocks. Uh, she rounds a corner and finds a nightclub with a line full of people waiting. Our bouncer at this nightclub is the dice man himself. Cool vanity shot. He's all in black, headband, wristbands. Not looking that buff at all. Um, some drunks, they try to cut the line. They come up, they start talking shit. Dice stops them, beats the shit out of them with very little effort. Um, we get some fucking shisty dude in line who says, now that's why they call him the brain smasher. <laughs> Don't you think he should have uh, like curb stomped one of these guys to get that nickname? N- no. Uh, well, I think maybe he should have told a story about, like, how powerful his punches actually are. Yeah. That would have been cool. Like, if there was an element of, like, you know, I'm, I got to pull my punches a little bit because, you know, I've not pulled my punches in the past, and that's how I got my name, you know. I don't know. He he gives a little backstory later, which I really like. So if you would have had two of those thing, it might not have worked. But I think he should have like like that thing that's in a Asian kung fu movies. Like he should have punched a guy in the head, and then he was just holding his brain like outside mm-hmm. of his body. That would have been worthy of being called a brain smasher. Uh, Dice yells at his buddy Hey Benny call the cops We got four more So I guess he's just Already beaten up And knocked out some people already today Why uh, call the cops? Just I mean these Yeah I could see calling the cops You don't want people Just fucking strewn In front of your nightclub All beaten up It's a warning uh, to the other Yeah Keep it, keep in line. You hear? If this guy has worked at this nightclub and for so long that he has the nickname of Brain Smasher, why would people still be trying to just get into this club zebra willy nilly when they know Brain Smasher's there? Don't you remember Old Henry when he talked about how? uh, Spoiler for Old Henry, that you know eventually people just kept wanting to come up and fucking fight like fuck with him you know for just because of who he was yeah so these guys you know they got a little kettle one courage like all right last time he beat the shit out of me (laughs) and he beat the shit out of two of us the time after that so let's uh if we just keep growing exponentially four of us surely he can't take you think one of us next week there's 16 guys you think one of us could take Andrew Dice Clay now? Yeah. I, I can, because I can take Liam Neeson, oh, and Liam yeah. Neeson can take Andrew Dice Clay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. I should never ask that. 
I'm just gonna go down that hole. Shit. Um, Eason would demolish you, dude. <laughs> I don't know if anything that you guys have ever said hurts me more. <laughs> He's got old man strength, dude. So do I. You're not as old as him. It it has diminishing returns. Neeson looks like the kind of dude that like doesn't stop in a fight until someone dies. Man, this hurts. Let's get let's get through this. <laughs> uh, Sam, she runs towards the club. She's able to sneak past Ed while he's dragging one of the drunks out of the way. Um, she gets in around the corner through the window of the club. Sam and I, they make eyes at each other. Um, yeah, he should have smashed they, her brain as soon as he caught up to her. Yeah. Uh, two monks, they charge up at the brain smasher. He drops them both. Uh, Benny comes outside. He brings uh, brain smasher his jacket. Uh, Ed is a little upset that some chick got by me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he can't let this stand. He can't abide. Or was he just into this lady that he made eyes with? Either way. She must have, Ed not, goes, she must have not paid her $3 to get into the club. Mm-hmm. Now, could we get into Club Zebra? No. Well, I could. Because I don't know the dance. <laughs> so Ed goes in after Sam. Uh, we got a, a full-blown stage show. We got some slappy-ass bass coming from whatever this music is. Uh, the audience is doing some coordinated dance. There's a good now, 60 people that know. Does that count as line dancing? I don't. I feel. I feel like it meets minimum requirements, right? They are all. They are all in a line doing a coordinated dance together. That is true, but we also have about thirty-two stage explosions. Like, who is this band? Yeah. Fucking Metallica on stage. Like, what the? But each one of our movies so far has a nightclub or bar with a live act in it, which I thought was cool. Cause didn't stone cold have those, that metal band or that hair band playing yeah, at the, at the strip at, joint at the tit yeah. for tat. Yep. And then uh, Karan's had the, the electric Timothy McVeigh's. Yes. What, what is the music in this movie? I don't know if any, if anything, I would change about this movie. It would be the music. It sounds kind of like, like for the nineties, like hipstery, but it's also kind of boring just with a really bad singer. Yeah. Action USA did not have the best soundtrack either though. No, but action USA, I think you, it just goes in and out. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, really it, it it's noticeable and and harmful. It sticks out like yeah. how weird the music is. Now, I do I do think that the song at the end is good, and I think it's a sweet song for that. What I wish is that maybe you would just you maybe they did, and this is where they end up ended up with was like build off of that. But there's like four different scores or four different feelings throughout the movie. It's not very consistent. 
uh, Sam makes her way through all these the, this crowd of people that are dancing. Um, Ed continues to look for her. outside. We got more monks that manage to get through the door. They easily take out Ed's coworker. Um, and the the guy who said the uh, that's why they call him the brain smasher. Uh, he gets randomly knocked out by one of the monks, which is funny. Then some guy in the line, he steps up, ninjas crashing the door. And another random monk says, we are not ninjas. This guy's immediately knocked out. Inside the club, Sam manages to get up on the stage. Yeah. Ed gets up. Let's go to the center of attention. (laughs) Right. Well, she wants a good vantage point. That's what these ladies in some kind of custody seem to gravitate towards. It's just... Got to get on that stage. There's a whole bunch of monk ninjas chasing me. Let me go to the center of the stage where the only lights are in the whole place. Hey, there's a group of evil hitmen after me. How about mm-hmm. I get up on stage and sing a song, do a song and dance? I, at least Sam is just looking. <laughs> Lady in Action USA totally forgets, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in protective custody. Sam is at least using this for, like, from an advantage perspective. I was wishing after Action USA that she jumped in with this band. <laughs> She's a model. She can't sing. All right. Um, yeah, she gets up there. Ed, he manages to get up on there uh, just as a monk also hops up. And Ed knocks his, he knocks the shit out of this monk. Uh, pulls her off stage. You crash the gate. Ninjas are after me. Yeah, we get all kinds in here. And immediately, you live alone. Never seen you around here. So I, it's a it's a good fifty fifty. You know, is he pissed off that she got by him, or is he into her? He's into her because it's like a it. slow mo shot. Yeah, but he also cares about his job. All right. Um. <laughs> listen, ninjas are after me because they want the ultimate power. All right, Ed's had enough. He goes to throw her out. Um. While he takes her through like a back exit, uh, more monks jump up on the stage and start beating the shit out of the band, is which my, is great. It's my favorite part. Of it. <laughs> I was like, yes, they at least kicked the band's ass. Yes. I love the monks in this, man. Um, so he's pull, uh, Ed's pulling her through a hallway. You got a problem with women who don't, aside from other chicks? Ed now realizes that it's quiet. This stands out to him. Some other random guy he runs by. Those guys, they're killing everyone. She says, those ninjas are killers. What do we hear? We are not ninjas. Ed manages to grab a fire extinguisher to help get away. Uh, the door also has like a funny, like, you know, there's a funny way you got to open it in order to get out. They use this as their advantage too because the monks are slowed down by it. Outside, we're up on this catwalk. Ed manages to convince Sam to jump from the catwalk on top of a trolley. Um, They manage to land. The monks just miss him. While they're cruising on the train, this is the best shot of the movie, uh, Sam fills Ed in about the plot while he lights up a smoke. A little back and forth here. Ed says that he will take Sam to the cops, and that's as far as he'll go. Sam says that she can't go to the cops, though, because she kind of sort of smuggled the flower into the country. So, Dan, you were asking earlier what was her thought beforehand. I think it was probably like, I got to get this in, but she's smart enough to know this might not be something I need to 
declare. Oh well, yeah, they're not going to let know. you bring in a plant. No, but again, a flashlight or a bank teller tube. Uh, she tells him that uh, Wu thinks it holds the ultimate power. What's a Wu? The guy you creamed with a fire extinguisher. Sam finally convinces Ed to uh, get him to help her uh, just to get to St. Luke's for $500. So they negotiate back and forth. Um, he holds his hand out like, yeah, make with the cash. Uh, she says, I don't have that. Drop my purse in the chase. But here is a $10,000 watch. Who pays ten grand for a watch? Jonathan. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> All right. Ed finally introduces himself to her. Uh, most people call me the brain smasher, he says. Um, they, they get to a stop. He helps her off the roof. We share a little bit more of a look. Ed decides that he wants to get to his car. It's too far to walk to St. Luke's. Sam says that she wants a gun. That's the only way they're going to stop him. Ed stops her and says, I don't use him. I don't believe in him. Uh, she kind of insults him, kind of insults what he does. Uh, Ed says, hold it. I stop idiots and morons for breaking heads. All right. He tells her the story about when he was 16, he was in a bar one night, and he's got a scar across his nose from a bottle that he got hit with because there was no ban- uh, bouncer. I keep the peace. I like what I do, and I'm proud of what I do. And that's that. What and a, I love this. What a weird story for <laughs> becoming a bouncer. The Talk humble of, origins of a... I I love it, though. I love people that become so laser-focused early on in life. I'm so jealous. Talk about blaming that, your problems on somebody else. Like, you were the dumbass that got into that fight. Don't be like, oh, bouncer should have saved me. You got what you deserved, Dice Clay. You assume that he was 16 years old acting the ass? It couldn't have just been that there were... You're 16 in a bar. Yeah, you should be fucking chilling out and like playing low key. Nah. Yeah, you just... uh, I don't don't get the vibe from from this character that that he was a rowdy 16-year-old. I think he was probably just in a bar minding his own business and some shit busted out. Yeah, he's probably just uh, I don't, drinking his Coca-Cola, playing a game of pool. Yeah. Maybe they only had they had the best pinball machine. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. So he yeah, I agree. A, there should have been a bouncer there to not let him in that bar. Okay, there you go. Maybe Ed's thought is like, well, if there was a bouncer, he wouldn't have let me in there and I wouldn't have got hit. But he lived, so get over it, bro. This is the the defining moment in your life. That's what. what that's what. But I why think. should we? Ins- why should we insult that though? It's just weird. <laughs> it's a, a bouncer origin story. Is nothing else of interest has happened to you since you were sixteen and went to this bar and got crushed in the nose and got a scar. Most, most people have simple, very boring lives. You should be very jealous, I think, of the people that are able to lock in, like what their life's going to be. Like, oh, great, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm easy. I'm just going to be a bouncer. I'm going to be happy, and he becomes like the best bouncer. He's got trophies. 
<laughs> like he's good at punching. Like it's great. It gave, it was the little spark. While I do think it's a little lame, I don't think it's sad. To me, it's the opposite of the lady from Action USA who is just like fucking carefree and causes all these problems. She was like, just trying to get some tail, bro. Fucking, I hate it. Whereas well, I like a guy who like keeps to himself, lives in a fucking one bedroom apartment. I'm a bouncer. I'm proud of what I do. Maybe we saw her origin story of becoming a singer songwriter and you're just totally writing it off, man. <laughs> what is their marriage going to be like? What? I'm skipping ahead. She's going to take him around because he's going to be like, no, I think you should still be a model and do whatever. And he's going to work security for her. And hey, I'm sick maybe, of Maybe watching. he'll start a, a security firm, a bodyguard firm or something. I'm sick of watching this two children while you're working from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Sometimes that schedule works out for people. He can take care of the kids when they get home from school, you know? He's got to work out. Nah, Ed's not working out. He just just boxes a few hours a day. He's good. I mean, I guess it's technically a workout, but he just hits the heavy bag, does a one-two. He's like Dalton from Roadhouse, you know? All he does is Tai Chi. He's fighting so much it keeps him in shape. Every meal is uh, 16 ounces of steak. Mm-hmm. All right. So before they get the car, though, they got to make a stop. This stop is at Ed's parents' apartment. Kron, you recognize the mom here? Oh, it's Mrs. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Kron, and do you some- recognize the dad? Not in the Seinfeld universe, so no. Um, That's Mr. Ralph Mancino, and he is in one of your flicks. Ralph Macchio? Death Wish 3. He's a five-day Reynolds uh, two-time appearance. Yeah. Um, Funny little interaction here. Ed's trying to introduce Sam to his parents. For some reason, Sam cannot remember Ed's last name. This immediately sparks Ed's mom thinking that Sam is an idiot. Uh, Sam's or Ed's dad, he recognizes her from somewhere. Um, basically, Ed stopped here so he can get the registration for his car, and he also um, needs 20 bucks for gas from his dad. Now, he says it in a way like, I got to go collect, which I'm wondering, like, does his dad legit owe him some money or is his dad his bank? Because I don't get the sense from Ed that he would be a person who was low on cash. His dad's placing a shitty bets all over town. I mean, yeah. Got to pay up. That would have been funny if he said something about like, you know, you fucked up last week. You owe Tony 2000 you know, hey, I give me twenty and I'll blah blah blah. Um anyway, Ed's mom, she goes on about, you know, my boy Ed, he's so responsible, he doesn't even drive his car without his registration, blah blah blah. 
kind of threatens Sam. Sam gets a little nervous. Um, she's in explaining how they met. She says, "Ed saved my life from monks who think that the Red Lotus is the key to world domination." Um, now Ed's dad and mom both think that uh, maybe he's taking advantage of somebody with some mental health problems. Uh, they immediately all start yelling at each other. It's a cute little scene. So while they're yelling, uh, yelling and arguing, they still got to uh, find time to kiss goodbye and say that he'll stop by later. Um, outside in the hall, Sam's like, you know, real nice family. And he's immediately upset like, hey, that's real life in there. That was a conversation. You know, it's not your fancy modeling. Um, they no more leave. Like they make a right turn in the hallway on the left side of the hallway. We get the monks. They show up to Ed and, uh, Ed's parents' house. They take off their mask before knocking on the door. The mom lets him in. She makes a, you know, we didn't order Chinese takeout joke when she looks through the, the people. Uh, so Wu and crew, they step inside. They say that they're searching for Miss Crane. She suffers from psychological delusions and, she thinks that they are ninjas because they are Asian and we dress fashionably in a basic black. Uh, do we look like ninjas to you? What are you, ignorant? Ninjas are Japanese. These guys are speaking Chinese, the dad cuts in. Now, the dad was actually in the kitchen, like, letting one of the monks try, like, a lasagna or something, which is a cool, like, in the background joke. Well, and they all are speaking English in this season. Yes. Yeah, I don't think anybody uh, spoke. Japanese. I, th- I thought I thought one of them says something. I don't know. I wrote it down. Uh, like, I thought it was funny in the beginning when they were like, "Tell your sister," blah blah blah, and then this right. happened, and I was like, "It's kind of a funny joke." Yeah. Uh, Wu convinces Ed's mom that Ed is in danger. Um, so the mom and dad they tell Wu that the uh, that Ed and Sam that they're heading to get Ed's car. Dad says, hey, it's uh, in front of Ed's apartment, which is above the Lotus Cocktail Lounge. Yeah, At this point... Rat out their own kid. They don't know I what's mean, going on. Woo's super convincing, man. Hey, if somebody showed up here and they were like, do you know Laundry Dan? I'd be like, I don't even know what that is, dude. Come on, Kron. I'd have, I'd have your back, dude. No. All right, man. Thanks, man. Cr- uh, sorry. Cron, it would be the f- absolute first one of us to crack. Oh. He'd be like, <laughs> in any. Like, here's bullshit, his phone dude. number. Here's, here it yeah. is. No, I would. It it, it, it would be. It, it, what you, Cron is absolutely the don't hurt me. No. Take my wife, please. You I, told this us. This is where Laundry Dan is. You wanted to take please. us into the woods and shoot us. Like, Yeah, but that's <laughs> me doing it. I wouldn't rat you out to someone else. Maybe Bones after all that shit he just said, but (laughs) wait, you did. Are you going to take these guys out in the woods and shoot them? Because that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, why don't we do it together? Uh, I've only got one bullet, so perfect that you showed up. Let me go pack a bag up. Uh, all right, so they get to Ed's apartment. Ed's got to shoo some kids off of his fucking car. The thing that stood out here, it's been so long since I've heard the creak of like an old car door opening up. 
you know, modern cars like the door, you know, we got that. It's smooth now. I miss that metal on metal grind of like a 400 pound car door. Hey, I'll I'll give you a ride in my truck the next time I'm back in Missouri and you're there too. You'll you'll fucking hear it as soon as you okay. open or close the door, dude. All right. I will say that uh, very macho apartment here. Very macho apartment. Oh yeah. So Sam uh, kind of insults the car a little bit. He's like, "Hey, don't fuck with me." All right. I thought the car looked fine. By the way, I didn't. It, didn't, it wasn't all like rusted out or anything. No, it needed but, some interior work. Yeah, right. but if somebody was like, "Hey, this is my car," I wouldn't want to be shitting on it like that. But also, you don't want a fucking Beamer parked on the street full time. Yeah, I mean, right there too. So he's any he car that's not a Ford. It's a decent car. I mean, wow. It's just fucking shots fired. What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> Sam's got to take a uh, a restroom break, so Ed lets her upstairs. We Thank get you inside for Ed's this, apartment. by the way. What? We don't see this enough in, in movies where our characters use the restroom. Because you got to pee or poop. Hey, this movie's real life, okay? <laughs> this is real life in there. Um... Yeah, we get inside. We get in, we get to see Ed's apartment. Um, he's got trophies. He's got a heavy bag. He immediately starts showing off. This is one of my trophies. I want a boxing. It's very sweet. It's like nobody ever comes in here. I don't really get to talk about stuff. And it also does like, hey, just so you know, like you're 500 bucks. Like I can box. You know, I'm good. And just in case you didn't believe that his name was Ed, he has Ed and block letters on the wall like you would a 12 year old well i wrote down on 50 50 that bones has a punching bag in his basement i wish i could see that the problem is the basement's too short (laughs) i i dream of it i absolutely (laughs) so you would have one if you just had the space yes yes don't think I didn't think about like when we were buying houses, like could I put a fucking old school bench and a heavy bag? But No, you best believe it. I I will be a Lester when I'm fifty, smoking pot and working out in my garage. Just trying not to I should stop. Um is that the guy is that the guy's name from uh American Beauty? Yeah. Okay. This is me jerking off in the shower. This will be the Everything best part else, of Everything else is downhill from here. Um, Sam uses the toilet. It must be pretty bad because she has to take a breath. I, I don't know, like a full breath before she goes in. Ed says, you know, the maid's not working. Um, is that how long his shit lingers in the air? It's really this apartment really had the vibes of um what was the London flood movie split second no yeah yeah split second was it split second yeah i kind of got that same vibe without the pigeons that it's just it's just a bachelor's apartment yeah yeah, yeah. i i no. took it not as like a, a 
What? Go ahead. You can't call the apartment from Split Second a bachelor's apartment. None that of, is the ultimate bachelor pad. None of you pad. when you were single had pigeons and shit <laughs> and piles of that. newspaper and dishes everywhere. Coffee and chocolate yeah. and pigeons. That's all we had. I no. wasn't a hard-nosed detective in a future flooded London, buddy. That was like a hoarder's house. I mean, that that movie is the consequence of people like Dan not getting paper at the grocery store. <laughs> All right, that is your future. All right, so while she's using the restroom, I took it as like not a lingering smell. By the way, I just took is it as like paper pee stains. Even an option anymore? Yeah, yeah. You can get you can get, you can paper, get paper just about anywhere. Dude. I'll get but to I, the bottom but, of this. But Kron is even better. Like, bring your own bags. We, I get the paper because I use it for my recycling. I put, I, I have I get a the bin. Plastic. I put the paper bag in it. I fill that paper bag, and then I take that into the recycling bin outside, and it saves you a trip. I get the plastic because I put them in my little trash cans in my bathrooms. Yes, you. I, I applaud you. I do the same thing. I'm pointing at one right now. But a lot of those. I save those bags from like, unfortunately, when you get like delivery and they put those, you know, they put plastic bags around the food and shit, which I hate. The Chinese place always puts the plastic bag around the paper bag. Yep. Yeah. Just in case your sweet and sour sauce leaks, man. That's true. I'm recycling way more than what I should. I know that the guys that pick my shit up are not taking threes and fours, but I'm still putting them in there. Right. Yeah, that's why I put trash in my recycling bin, because it's like, they'll sort it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll find a way to reuse it. Mm-hmm. I put everything in there. Put dude. it on them. Yeah. Balls in your court, guys. I put nails and glass and shit in there. I mean. Batteries, nails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go, I stop by Lowe's, clean out all that recycling stuff, and then take it home and put it in my trash. Mm-hmm. If only to weigh my trash can down even further. I go to Lowe's and take the batteries, and I just bury them in my backyard. I thought about this the other day. I was like, do you think trash men, they, you know, they get like four or five trash cans in a row that are real fucking heavy? And then they have that thing where they go to pick one up that only has like a bag in it and fucking, you know, throw the shit. You know, when you go to pick something up that's much lighter than you think it is. Is yours even like that? Probably. I I feel like all of ours, they have that like, it's like a big claw comes out and grabs the thing and like just tilts it into the truck. We, We have that, but they still have to get out every once in a while and move this shit because we've got street parking. Mm hmm. So they got to move it and rearrange it a lot, which sucks. I feel bad for them, but. See, our dudes are 50-50. Like last week, they did the thing that came out and dumped it. But then this week, he just picked it up and fucking let it go. I guess it just depends on the guy, I guess. I feel bad for the guys when they got to get out. It's like, get a guy on the back. Like you both can do it. But it it seems like it would save so much more time if. And then we're doing shitty diapers now. That's another reason I get plastic. Right. So when he was just like, 
flip flinging those in there. I was like, well, when I was 15 years old or so, I took the trash out. I did. Um, I had to apologize to the trash man for my shitty diapers. <laughs> I ran out there with my headgear on, and I was like, <laughs> I was gonna... "By the way, uh, my my bit won't work now." I'm Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. I know that Here's picture good... still exists, Bones. So you gotta find it so it can go on our social media. I had that's why contemplated you told us it I, didn't exist. <laughs> I how do you mean you know it? I don't think I it does. It I think I lost it. I think it's gone. I just might make a trip. Ask Val. Maybe might, look might through some stop photos. By. <laughs> nope it's it's gone. All right, while Sam's in the bathroom, we cut to the monks in the alley outside, which is another great scene. They are cheering each other on because two of the monks make a pretty impressive jump up to a ledge. They get a little golf clap. And the rest of the monks, they start hopping up various ways to the top of the building. Uh, When Sam comes out of the bathroom, Ed decides he wants to show her a quick move, the one-two. He came up with it. Now, the one-two is number one. Shot to the balls. Number two, uppercut to the chin. That's the one, two. Uh, Sam, she takes notice that Ed has a uh, a calendar on his door. Supermodel calendar. She says, I'm actually in this in December. Um, he stops her and says, uh, well, I'll take a look at it when I get to December. Again, I think he was just like, I don't want her to see the the crustiness between November and December <laughs> or yeah, you he's can't like, even uh, separate the pages anymore. Yeah. It's all. Um, so they're about to leave and a, a monk busts in the window. Ed tosses this guy out. Your mother. Uh, another one comes in. He throws him out. You bastard. I love how the dice stuff, no matter how hard he tries, like still seeps through. And then later on in the movie, there's certain parts where he just fucking leans into it, which is great when he's with the cops. In the hallway, we get two more monks. They push Ed through a wall into Ed's landlady's apartment. The red mask monk, he knocks Ed down. So there's Wu, the main monk, and then there's like a more aggressive, like, you know, right-hand man in a red. Um, Ed yells at Sam to do the one-two on the monk. Uh but she doesn't react. The landlady, however, she gets out of bed using her cane. She goes to pull the one-two with her cane. She hits the guy in the nuts, uh, but yells, this guy has no nuts. Uh, The landlady and the red monk, uh, they roll over the bed and out the window. Ed and Sam, they manage to save the lady. Uh, Miss Bellows, you're a great landlady. I'm a real stand-up broad. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, and Ed tells the lady that uh, he'll re- re- like repair the drywall and shit tomorrow from like the giant hole that they busted through. Great scene. All right, we get some more fighting as they head down the hall. Bones, did you appreciate these uh, ninja monks? Because they just bust through doors and walls. I mean, I know you have a certain VHS, a VHS uh, 
We're still in production. Yeah. We're still in production on 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 Bones Rats to Escape <laughs> for sure. I'm just saying um, that uh, I don't think I'm going to be purchasing an apartment in Portland, Oregon because they are cheaply made. Yep. Yeah. Paper uh, thin. I'm going to leave it at this. I just need you fellas to watch Reacher. I'm going slowly. But I know. Sh- I know. When you get to it, when you get to it, text me. All right. And you, you know I'll get to it three years from now. So <laughs> just do it now. Get off of Diablo. I'm a real stand up broad. What? I told Kron to get off Diablo for one night and watch some Rachel. I did like uh, so some 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 behind the scenes discussion here. Uh, I was on my PS5 when Kron texted to see what confirming our time was. I got off in a panic, like oh shit. And then I realized, oh, okay, we're going back to the regular time. And when I got on, I realized Kron was playing Diablo. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he, like, perked up. Like, that's another hour of Diablo. I had an hour to kill, dude. Yep. <laughs> Not me, gentlemen. Not me. <laughs> Whose decision was that? Not me, gentlemen. Yeah, Not dude. You, you could be playing Diablo right now, too. Yeah, dude. man. Come on over. Uh, <laughs> I try to play... NBA 2K22 the other night because I got it for like 20 bucks. I was like, I liked NBA Live and shit. God, that shit's hard, bro. I was like, God damn. You may as well actually play basketball That's now. I was like, like fuck. There's like, less buttons on the court. I had to go in and like look at the controls and shit. I'm like, fuck. That was square to shoot. <laughs> you think it'd be square to shoot? I always thought it was square. Maybe pass. Circle to shoot, dude. I was thinking circle. Circle might have been. Square might have been pass or defense. I know that. They just need to bring back NBA Street. Like, push that shit down and up, and then you got to get it to. I just want to play NBA Jam or NFL Blitz. NBA Street. That's what I was saying. They have a street version. I didn't click on that one, though. No, I mean the old one that was like, there's like an Afro guy and. Oh, really? Cool as hell. Tell us more about the people in the basketball game. There was an Afro guy. Give us all your NBA knowledge. His name was like Stretch or something. Whoa. That game was cool as hell, dude. All right. All right. So, anyway, there's some more fighting down the hall. We hear the cops, they finally show up. They grab Sam and Ed. The monks, they manage to get away. They have to jump over a fucking police car, which is pretty cool. And this is where I wrote in the pee break, guys. Oh, fuck it. All right. So when we left off, um, Ed had just shown Sam how to do the patented one-two some monks had busted into his apartment. The monks managed to get away, but not before some cops have taken Ed and Sam into custody. So now we cut to a police station. We got Ed. He's getting heat from a pair of detectives. They tell him that Benny got a broken neck and that they don't believe the story of ninjas chasing them. They're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with these monks slash ninjas 
causing a bunch of chaos through downtown Portland. Ed says, ask the people at the club. We did. They reported ninja activity. The other detective says, yeah, but they're all high or drunk. (laughs) Ed says, check the flights from China. Call the ambassador. Do something. One of the detectives, they call Ed a Neanderthal. Ed says he's not a Neanderthal. He's a cold magnum. (laughs) Is that what you guys heard? Now, I'm guessing it should be Crow Magnum. And is the joke that he doesn't know and says cold magnum. Even subtitles didn't help me here. I thought he was trying to say Colt Magnum. Like the gun. But your thing thing makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, I put all my condoms in the refrigerator to help them last longer. Mm -hmm. So they are cold magnums. But I was like, I guess. Thought of the band Crow Mags. Okay. Um. Anyway, this does not last long. The monks are back. They bust right into a police station. Funny little joke here why one of them is like trying to figure out how to open a door and Wu just gets pissed and literally just punches through it. I thought we were trying to keep quiet, you know? I think he yells. Uh, now we cut to Sam. She's getting her share of the questioning. Um, So we got four total detectives. Did you guys catch their names here? No. We got Black, Jones, Smith, and Brown. <laughs> like Brown super indescript. Yeah. Is a five-day Reynolds alum as well. Yeah, from uh, Flesh and Blood. Yep. Yeah. Great character actor. Can never remember his name. He's really uh, funny in this, I think. Byron James. Yeah. So each of the detectives has this like kind of stereotypical thing. He is doing the most sort of like forties, fifties detective. Yeah. His partner is doing the like amped up paranoid detective. And then the two that are sweating Sam, they're the real like sarcastic. Yeah, what are you gonna Yeah, sure. Um Um uh, you expect us to believe this crap? Is it your sister, the Indiana Jones of botany? <laughs> uh, the cops say that they are, they're going to hold Sam until they can meet with her sister the next day. Now, Sam and Ed are being very forthright in, in what's going on. Uh, they are fucking killer ninjas chasing us. They believe that this power, uh, this flower has a bunch of power, and we're set to meet my sister at St. Luke's. Kind of refreshing to watch a movie where the people are just straight up admitting it. Um, or not... Like, they recognize that it sounds silly, but they're still sort of like having to Sarah Connor it, you know? Like, God damn it, this is what it is going on. Um, You're not going to believe she, this story. Yeah. Uh, Sam calls, or she asks to call uh, her lawyer and CAA. I guess that's her, is that her agency, modeling agency, I guess. That was one of my notes, like, why doesn't she just ask for her lawyer? <laughs> Maybe um, the CAA is is like a union, and you get a lawyer on on staff or something. Yeah. Um, and as they should, they give her the phone to call, but unfortunately the thing's fucking dead. One of them makes a joke, maybe it's the ninjas. <laughs> um. Cue the fucking ninjas starting to bust through the basement. You get this awesome fucking tracking shot 
them running through the basement. They make their way up. They go into the break room. They knock out two fucking cops. Um, Ed's now watching the interrogation of Sam through a two-way mirror with the two cops that are giving him shit. Um, doing the typical, like, we get it. We get it. You know, it's her, blah, 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 trying to get one of them to turn. One of them says something about him loving her. I don't love her. I don't even know her. I didn't say love. Uh, at this point, every phone in the building is down. Um, I wrote, isn't there like another cop that popped, like the two cops interrogating her, arguing with each other, and then yes. someone pops in and one of the cops is like, what? And they're like, every phone in the building's down. No shit. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> uh, Sam's yelling after everything that's gone down you still don't believe me about these ninjas or no that might be uh, that's Ed that says that after everything that's gone down you still don't believe me about these ninjas we believe in drugs Ed uh, drugs from the far the, east the monks are back to just kicking more ass through the hall so many fucking extras get just beat up in this movie running their way through the hallway well there are 10,000 monks mm-hmm there is a, a, an indeterminate number. It does seem to vary between like there's four of them, there's 12 of them. But they're so quiet, you can't keep up. Uh, we get we, we get the dice man coming out on this one. Listen to me now. They're not drug dealers. They're killers, you hear? This cop can't take it. Fucking grabs him by the collar. What is it, Ed? Heroin or opium, huh? Inside with Sam, cut the chop suey or chop sake crap and cooperate. This is America, goddammit. And boom, on cue, the monks bust in. Masked ninjas. We are not ninjas. These cops get the shit kicked out of them. Uh, Woo's got Sam up against the wall. He makes a lewd comment about uh, what he would do to her if he didn't take his vows. It's like, come on, man. We could have done without that. We're on a good... Just be a bad guy. Yeah, you're a monk. You know, you just be even a bad. Be going guy. that far anyway, if you're a monk. Yeah, we yeah. were. We were all having fun up until this scene. Yeah. We Actually, really all did. this, all this violence shouldn't even be happening with these monks. Like, what kind of fucking monastery is that? Jeez. Well, he he straight up admits what it is later on. Aren't there like uh, don't monks like train in uh, taekwondo and stuff though? Yeah, but they're not allowed to use it. Well, I. Th- I think it'd be like Shaolin Kung Fu stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Now there, there might, and there could because Taekwondo is Korean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could absolutely be they uh, Korean monks. But. You're right. They they train in some kind of martial arts though. Right. And they're very their peaceful abilities. people. Right. That is the. Uh, uh, I don't know. Should are we still banned in China? I don't know. Are we banned in China? I don't know. We've oh. never got a download from China, so we might be. I don't know. Well, yeah. On Kron's point, like I get what you're saying. There's, it's like the mafia. You know, there's a, his like the hypocrisy. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't there's a weird out, sort of hypocrisy with the Shaolin sure. thing of like, we're gonna train you to fucking kill somebody, but you cannot kill somebody. You know, it's very, it's very tempting. It's like God gives you this great penis, but you can't touch it. You know, it's very it's tough. 
This is where you get a flashlight. Thank you. All right. Uh, so the monks, they chase everybody down uh, the stairs. Ed manages to... Uh, he manages to smash Woo with a fucking chair. This gives <laughs> the, him enough time to The take one off thing, the monk's weakness. Andrew Dice Clay throwing chairs. Well, I mean, when you're making lewd comments, you're not paying attention. <laughs> well, also... Now, uh, oh, a complaint of these monks would be the variance in their ability. Well, I think all, all your training is for a respectable fight, and some guy wings a chair at you, you don't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what am I, Mick Foley? <laughs> nah, come on. You can set yourself on fire and not scream. You can't get the fuck I'm out of the way of a chair. I'm show you how to handle getting hit with a chair. Oh, it's, ladies and gentlemen, Mick Foley. Joined us. <laughs> Just dropping in. Bye. There, that... That was the quickest fucking visit we've ever had. Great new character. We'll have he like to... f- fell through the ceiling and then fell through my floor. Holy shit. Jesus. He's broken in half. <laughs> Hopefully that guy's all right. All right. So Ed and, and Sam, they bust down some stairs. Uh, monks make chase. When they get to the bottom of the stairs, there's some uniformed officers. They shoo Ed and Sam out of the way. One of the cops fucking fires and shoots at Wu. Wu catches the fucking bullet. Not only does he catch the bullet, he throws it back at the cop right into his fucking forehead. Incredible. Uh, yes. It's it's a top ten scene, I think, of something we've we've covered so far. I would love to see this list of like best scenes, coolest things. Obviously, the weird wooden uh, upright thing that the guy has to wear in flesh and blood uh, is cool as hell. You're leaving out a lot of showers here, dude. I mean, well, I'm. That's its own category. It's unfair for them to be on the list. Slumber party massacre shower, savage street shower, stone cold shower. You know, then sometimes you need just a solo one-on-one. I don't know if anything has gotten as a just aggressively uh, personal as the Pinocchio's Revenge Shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, the PS4, <laughs> you can slow those things down frame by frame <laughs> if you want. Just saying. All right. <laughs> so Wu can now, f- or we now realize that Wu can catch fucking bullets and you're, throw them. You're going right onto Bones' supercut. <laughs> I figured uh, what's his name's brother would stop in. Oh, Gatto? <laughs> I did, but I didn't. Okay, maybe it was thought about and then realized that, well, then he, when would he start or when would he stop and Andrew Dice Clay begin? I think they're very different. I mean, Gato's brother has a has a deep well of knowledge regarding the boss. Outside in the street, uh, Ed just he just can't he's not made he can't believe that he's made it this far. He's like, "Holy shit! Did you see that? Like, I can't go up against that." 
So he's starting to have some real self-doubt here, you know. It's important to have this element on the hero's journey. Uh, seeing that bullet catch, that was enough to just convince him, like, this isn't worth it. He's out of his element. Sam tries to talk him up. She's like, you were amazing. Like, anytime you go up against these guys, like, you can handle them. Ed says, you're talking from your heart and not from your head. Sorry, honey. I know when I'm overmatched. They separate. Sam, she starts heading to uh, St. Luke's Church. Ed had told her, you know, take 10 blocks that way, make a left. St. Luke's is there. Um, Kron, you joked earlier, this is where, or Dan, it might have been you, this is where we start to see all of the photos of Sam in, like, all of the storefronts, all on the columns. The only you would, model. Yeah, you would think at this point more people would go, hey, I think I know you. You know, the dad let on something earlier, but you'd think, or even in this next scene, I think that could have amped it up a little bit more. So she's going her own way. Um, So even though they're separated, Ed is still technically following her, and he's fighting off monks that are following her. Um, Sam stops at a payphone, and she checks her messages. Now, very outdated thing. You used to be able to call your house if you had an answering machine set up and enter a certain code and your answering machine would play whatever messages you have on said machine for you to hear it. Um, she has a message from a Hamilton hotel. She calls back. The hotel manager says that Cammy is at the hotel and asks the manager to call Sam to set up a meet. And this got me thinking, have you guys ever utilized the front desk of a hotel like people in movies utilize? Like, I've never walked up to a front desk and said, do you have any messages for me? Or I mean, said, Max, I'm staying is one night or two. I mean. Right. I always drop and, off a package and say, can you hold on to this for me? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, could you have this dry cleaned and brought up? Or. Like, do these hotels exist? Now, I recognize I'm staying at a Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, we're not, we're not staying at a nice enough hotel to, <laughs> to experience this kind of luxury. What was the, what's the nicest hotel you guys have ever stayed in? Uh, the last night of our honeymoon, we stayed in, like, a super nice place in Italy. Okay. The rest were Airbnbs. <laughs> was it like a no time to die type hotel? It was just like a, I don't know, like a fancier, like a, I don't know. You got like nice bathrobes and shit, you know. That's what you're judging hotels on? That's what I remember. Motel I 6 like, giving fucking, you a nice bathrobe, nah, baby. Not like these, dude. Not like these. <laughs> Sam and I stayed at a bed and breakfast once and they had bathrobes. And as like, I was like, I'm gonna put on this bathrobe. So I get out of the shower, I put it on, and I'm sitting on the little couch, and I go to put my hands in the pockets of the bathrobe, <laughs> and I pull out a fucking tortilla chip, <laughs> and I put it back in the the pocket, and I just said, you know what, I'm gonna forget about that, and just had to enjoy the rest of the time. Hey, whoever whoever stayed there before you was having a better time than you were. That's true. I, I'm not going to knock the person. 
He was what you know. He was carrying them in his hands like this, and he was like, "Where am I going to put all these tortilla chips?" He had that last one, and he's like, "Oh, sex, sex time!" Oh shit, <laughs> just forgot about it. I took it as eating chips. Started doing it, right? <laughs> Threw the chips aside. The next morning, puts the bathrobe on post sex, right? And then realizes, like, oh, shit, I dropped one of these chips last night. And then not being an animal, is like, oh, I'll just put this in here, and I'll throw it away later. Had more sex and forgot about said chip. This is what actually happened. Yeah. Okay. I'll I mean, don't you. get me wrong. I'm ter- I will. So we buy, like, the family size style bag of M&Ms, and then we put them in a jar. Because, you know, we're the type of fancy hipsters that put stuff in the jars so everybody can see it and know we're fancy. And then so throughout the week when we have M&Ms in popcorn and shit while we're watching Reacher four episodes at a time. But I am terrible about putting like a handful of peanut M&Ms in my pocket in my gym shorts. There have been times where you and I, like, we've been recording and I've reached down and been like, oh, there's Eminem in my pocket. So, again, I'm not knocking this guy, but they could have washed that fucking bathrobe. I don't put any food in my pockets. I'll put, like, beers in my pockets to bring them upstairs, but that's it. Damn. My hands are so big, I guess I've never had to do that. Like, I can just hold multiple beers at a time. Well, I know I'm going to drink a, six. You so. could hold a lot of M&Ms, dude. I mean. Yeah. Crown, That's you true. I, any loose food in your pockets? No. I mean, I know you put fucking sand in your pockets to blow it into yeah. people's faces whenever you kidnap your children. But. What? No, I was trying to think of this while you guys were telling your stories. And the only thing I could come up with is I do that. Uh, I do that old man thing all the time now where if I have a. A handful of treats, I'll just shake them while I'm eating them. Francis tells me all the time, like, why are you shaking almonds? And I'm like, oh, wake up the flavor, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're better if they're banged around, baby. Yeah. I'm 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 exciting my taste buds. <laughs> I'm reminding them that there's almonds to come. Exactly. I, so I do that, but no, I I don't take a, a handful of the almonds that I'm eating and shove them into my pocket like a <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Fucking saving them up squirrel. for winter. I'm, I'm putting the M&Ms in my pocket so I can carry the beers. They don't the melt? They have a candy shell, dude. <laughs> These aren't my workout gym shorts. These are the inappropriately short hole in the crotch clean house shorts it's the the fucking dangle dangle where she's like oh you know what that leads to Mm -hmm. more cleaning i got a treat for you baby all right she's like oh and there's (laughs) m&ms all right so this manager from the hotel like you were saying he Cammy is at the hotel. He had asked the manager to call Sam, set up a meet. This whole thing is a sham. Uh, one of the monks has set this whole thing up. Um, 
Now, Sam tells the hotel manager where she's at. She says, I'm in front of this bar. I'll go in there and wait. Can you send a car to come pick me up? Uh, well, she goes and waits. We cut back to the hotel manager. He gets knocked out by the, the monk who gets his nose broken. Uh, Sam goes into this pretty sad like strip club bar pool hall place. Uh, she gets a water despite the waitress telling her that she has to charge a minimum. Uh, Sam gets harassed by this guy who calls himself Romeo. He says, hey, this isn't a joke. I'm really named Romeo, and it's a curse. <laughs> like This is a problem. Uh, now Sam can do it. She gives Romeo the one-two. And as we know, the one is shot to the balls. The two is an uppercut. Uh, Ed comes in. Uh, he wants to give the watch back. He says, uh, you know, it's, it's not fair. I'm not finishing the job, so I should give this back to you. Plus, like, you know, and, and this is where he's, like, fishing, you know. Maybe your beau, if he ever comes back, he's going to want this watch back. Um, Terry Hatcher, Sam, she says, we're getting kind of close, aren't we, Ed? You got a girlfriend? You kidding? The girls I like don't like me, and the ones that I do like, I don't. Oof. Deep. Or no, excuse me. The ones that do like me, I don't. Um, she says, well, what about me? I'm not your type. I'd buy you a Timex and make you buy the batteries, which is a very dice line. Um, Ed also orders a water, despite being charged a minimum by the waitress. I don't know why they... I guess Albert Payune wrote this in a bar... To pay a lot of minimums just to drink water, I guess. Maybe use a straight edge, dude. Let's not promote drinking in my movie. Um, Sam tes- tells Ed about the change in plans now, and he doesn't like it. Uh, he also doesn't like this place because there's no bouncer around. Um, I do think that in this scene, I, I make a note about oh, fucking what an asshole. I think Terry Hatcher looks the cutest in this scene, especially in the like we're getting close to each other, aren't we, Ed? Like she's so very sweet in this. I love when a real hot lady can come back around sweet, does something for me. Well, uh, and and I think anywhere you are, Ed, there's a bouncer around. It's you, dude. Good point. Good point. Um. All right, so the monks come in the bar. The Obviously angel gets know. his wings. <laughs> uh, the monks know where they are now, so they bust in. Uh, a little back and forth. Um, Sam, uh, Sam tells Wu, kiss my ass, Wu. I'd love to. Again, this guy's like horniness is starting to shined through he can't wait till he gets this flower and gets the ultimate power um now Wu starts to go on about how he wants the power or the flower for the ultimate power like once he gets this he doesn't give a shit like he's basically saying you let me go and i or if you just give me the flower i'll let you go because i don't care if you go to the cops like they won't be able to stop me so you either die or you give me the fucking thing like one of the two is this movie uh, uh, kind of just the Phantom? Like, 
You're trying to get those skulls. You're trying to get that flower. It's pretty close. It's, kinda, it's just classic storytelling, right? It's just old guy wants this thing for power. Yeah, it's like a classic, uh, like a almost a 50s level MacGuffin kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you wanted it for your religion. I don't want to be a kung fu thug forever. I, too, have ambitions. It's refreshing when a bad guy who can admit that he's a thug, right? He doesn't go on some, like, monologue about whatever. It's just like, nah, what the fucking power, dude? No, this guy's not giving this up. I mean, he's got unlimited guys coming out to wire jump buildings um, and break through doors. He's not giving up this after he gets the power? No. It's only going to get worse. Well, maybe he'll be as strong as 500 men when he eats that flower. It's going to be like three brain smashers. You have brain smasher, a love story, and then you could, the sequel could be like Mortal Kombat. Hmm. Yeah. Kung you Lao. Say, you say he won't give this up. Like, you mean he'll, you think he'll still have the crew and all that? Like, he won't just yeah, fuck I mean, them and. What are you going to do when you. I mean, he can already catch bullets. Like. Yeah, if you got that much power, you're. I mean, we don't know what this lotus flower really does. I mean, I imagine it lets you catch bullets, right? No, you can I, already I imagine do that. probably catch bullets without like them embedding in your hand. Yeah, you could probably like just hold do. up your hand and stop them. Neo style. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so he, we all are under the impression that he's already had the power of the, the Lotus before. No. And he's just chasing no. it. No, no. That's no, kind no. of what I had. This is just his monk training, dude. That's just, yeah. No, no. You're not catching bullets. If you're catching a bullet, you're catching. Injury or death. Not in your fucking hand. It still embeds in his hand a little bit. It's not like he catches it without... Well, then somebody had defunded the fucking Portland, Oregon Police Department because what kind of shit are they using? Hey, Dan. uh, Join me in the dojo. I'll teach you how to catch a fucking bullet, dude. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll bring my gun and you can catch. Lesson one is knowing how it feels like to be hit with a bullet. So mm-hmm. you no, no longer are afraid with it. Yeah, I got like bullets. When my, when my dad teaching me how to play catch, quit being afraid of the ball, and he threw it right in my chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, it's I'll, not that bad, is it? As I threw up. How glad <laughs> you fun. shoot! How glad you shoot you guys first. I mean, yeah, that's right. Your old man had a heater on him back in the day. <laughs> All right, one for this elbow tendonitis. I would have went to the league. Yeah. Caught Jerry Stalwell right in his left eye. He uh, he didn't get to join the Navy like he wanted to. That's for sure. Hey, we went to we went to school. The kid who got fucking killed from a baseball. Yeah, you remember why they call him Three Finger Brown? That's because that pitch I threw took two of them all. Lodged him right in his asshole. <laughs> that's that's a where complicated the, pitch. That's where the brown part came from. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says this is the brain smasher he hates kung fu he thinks it's for wimps 
Hey, what are you talking about? I was just telling you. I love that stuff. Chuck Norris. I got all the movies. All right, immediately, let's kick some ninja butt. Sam throws a bottle at Wu. He catches the shit. For the last time, we are not ninjas. We got ourselves a bar fight. Check. Sam manages to slip away. Is that is that three for three? Uh, we got dusters. We got bar fights. Yep. All right. Uh, Sam manages to slip away. She runs into the dressing room. We got some monks following her, but they are caught by this big, large, brassy woman. <laughs> You aren't allowed back here. Take your seats out front. You'll see her titties soon enough, this lady says. Uh, now, Sam has grabbed a wig. She's got this thing on, and she's kind of dancing. I guess warming up is what she's doing, basically, in the back of this dressing room. So the monks are looking at her while this big lady's pushing them away. Uh, I believe she's credited as Bertha. And I believe the stage name is Queen Kong. It's like that's a great name. Uh, so this lady has kicked the monks out. She meets up back with Sam. Those guys, those little guys are kind of cute. Uh, Sam tries to thank the lady without paying, but this lady's pissed off. She's like, "I want my five hundred dollars or fifty dollars, whatever." She says. She threatens to turn her over to the ninjas. Uh, Sam has to knock her out. Uh, Sam puts on this lady's getup, like puts on her wig, like wraps herself uh, in her shawl or whatever. Don't they also get the watch joke in there too? She's like, I've got a watch that's worth $10,000. And then this this lady's like, you expect me to believe somebody paid $10,000 for a watch? Yeah, yeah. Well, I will also credit Bones here because I think this is the first time in Five Day Reynolds history where we had a titty punch. To knock the uh, the monks back. Yeah. So, congrats. <laughs> uh, it probably will not. It's going to maintain that record uh, for some I mean, time. Don't challenge me. I'll find, I'll find a titty punch. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, she's trying to... Dis- to disguise herself as as Queen Kong Bertha. Uh, doesn't last very long. Wu manages to, to see her as she is almost at her way out. Uh, but Ed manages to stall her. Uh, Wu. This allows Sam to get to her sister. Um, so Wu is... He's now going to use Ed as bait. So Sam got away, but they have Ed. They drag Ed outside, and they uh, throw him into a limo. Also should mention that Terry Hatcher has put on uh, a very, very attractive um, outfit in trying to pretend to be a stripper. So she's got like this black top sort of bra with like a see-through mesh thing and very short, 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 short tight shorts and some knee-high boots and you get that that log going on the thigh if you know what I'm talking about just that this is yeah. the most detailed that, notes he's ever took folks that column of just yeah dude I, I had a uh, log I had a log going too yep your cold magnum <laughs> yeah I uh, was taking a shit while I was watching this on my phone on YouTube yeah thanks 
Thanks for giving my pick the required attention. <clears throat> Shit, I gave him my rating. All right. Um, so uh, Sam watches as they load Ed into this limo. Um, the limo drives off, but now Romeo, the guy from inside. Oh, by the way, uh, his name was like not Romeo. The waitress was like, what did you do to so-and-so? And Ed says, uh, ask him. Anyway, Sam sees this guy come outside. He's getting into his car. Um, she once again, does she do the one-two on him again to knock him out? Uh, Is this just steal, Dice's this car? car? This is Dice's car in, at the beginning, I think. Oh, like they reused it? I think it's the same oh, car. Okay. You don't think two people can own the same car? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not in Portland, Oregon. It's the size of your backyard, Cron. I've seen a few uh, Ford Rangers on the road. Um, side of the road. I actually made a note here. This is another part where the the music is actually kind of good. It was like, okay, if you would have just done this again. Um, so Sam, she sh- finally shows up to St. Luke's Church. She gets out of the car. She heads inside. Our camera, it reveals a red flower that is growing at the foot of this tree outside of the, the church. Inside, Cammy startles Sam. You're alive. Why wouldn't I be? We get a little sisterly back and forth. You guys think... Uh, uh, Cammy kind of looks like Jane from Breaking Bad. I've seen her yeah. from something. Yeah. I wrote it down a couple times because I was like, that chick looks just like, maybe it's the like very like jet black hair or something. Why did you have to write it down multiple times? Did you forget that you wrote it down before? Yeah, I wrote it at the beginning in the first scene that she's in. And then when we come back to her here at the end, I was like, yeah, that chick does look like Jane. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I can absolutely see that. Um, now, uh, while Ed is being like sort of tortured by Wu, um, earlier Ed's mom had asked for Wu's number because she was like, if you're going to go find my Ed, I want your number so I can get in touch with him ed's mom calls woo answers uh <laughs> fucking ed just straight up he like tells woo like fucking hang up on her like which i thought was funny um back at the church um uh, cammy's going on about the ultimate power sam says i don't care about the ultimate power crap i just care about ed they start to argue back and forth about the ethics of giving up the Red Lotus power to save Ed. I can't believe I finally care about somebody and he's going to die before I get a chance to sleep with him. Hey. What's that face? Doesn't work for you? You think Dice Clay's rocking worlds? I don't I don't know. I think she's been shown a different person that she's you know a different type of guy that she hasn't seen in 15 years of modeling yeah yeah, I don't think she's seen more self-sacrifice from this guy she's seen a a guy who's more comfortable in his own skin than a guy who'd spend $10,000 on a watch I just don't think he's 
the Italian stallion that he's saying. Hey. <laughs> People are All loving right. my dick. Cammy goes on more about the power and the legend of the Red Lotus. If Woe takes this within, he will get some gnarly ass powers. All right. She goes on about like he can just wish somebody to die. He can wish people to do things. Um, she goes on about how she didn't believe the legend herself, but one day she found the the damn lotus growing in the same conditions that the legend said it would. Cut back. We got Ed and. Uh, crew, they're getting beat, or, or Wu and crew are beating up on Ed. Sam finally calls. She wants to make a deal. We got the limo pulling up in front of the nightclub. This is where the meeting spot is. We're back at Ed's nightclub. Cammy and club. Sam. Yep. So this movie has a total of five locations. They Two run bars, through the streets. A club, yeah. Yep. Keep it simple. Um, Cammy and Sam, they're up on the stage. They've got the lights going. They sort of get laughed at by Wu and crew. Um, they just want a straight trade. But Wu isn't convinced that these ladies would trade the ultimate power for fucking Ed. Ed says, hey, I got charm. I got class. You know, I got a mirror above my bed, so I'm the first thing I see in the morning. But I'm not worth it. Cammy sets down the canister. Are you happy now, Wu? Uh... Wu lays Ed out with a backhand. He's very happy. The Red Monk, he hops up on the stage to get the thing. And then for some reason, I don't know why, Sam decides to just kick it out of his hand. Cammy manages to catch it. Uh, Cammy asks Sam, you're going to have his babies, right? At this point, Sam reveals that she's got a gun. Uh, Let him go or I blow your ninja butts to hell. We are not ninjas. If I say you're ninjas, you're ninjas, which is a very, very Karen thing to say, right? Um, Just a, a very American approach to <laughs> ninjas. Uh, Cammy throw she like fucking launches this canister. Wu manages to catch it, uh, but two monks they hop up after Cammy. Uh, Sam she throws the gun to Cammy, who shoots the two. Then Cammy shoots Wu, but he catches, I think he catches like three or four bullets here. Um, now, Ed, who's been sort of knocked out still, like back and forth, he tries to get up and stop Wu, but he's put down again. Sam tries to use the gun. I forget how she gets, like Cammy shot at Wu, and I think she gets kicked, and the gun slides across the stage. Sam picks it up. Uh, she runs up to Wu, kind of puts it right in her ba- his back, which I kind of get, like, if he's proven to catch bullets you might want to get as close as fucking possible uh, but she's still hesitant so as she gets up on him he's a little too fast um, Cammy, she takes out a few other monks by getting them upset if my sister says you're a ninja you're a goddamn ninja uh, Cammy steps in between Wu and Sam but it doesn't do shit as Wu just kicks her uh and kick Sam down. He beats Ed a little bit more. So it it's really the same three little fights that sort of just cycle through this whole little area. Like we said, they have this one nightclub set. They're doing what they can between the stage and the floor. Um, so Cammy's knocked out. Ed's knocked out. Wu's got Sam up against this railing. 
He says, after this kick, Miss Crane, you will need to earn your living as a hand model. He goes to kick, but Ed just stands up, intercepts the kick, and gets a square shot on Wu. You're End still, of story, baby. You're still modeling. I mean. Yeah. Still making decent cash. Yeah. You still, yeah. You can still read your books in the makeup chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, end of story, baby. Fucking Ed finally lays the most square shot possible in the movie and brain smashes Woo. His eyes are literally caved into his skull. It's like our only makeup work in the whole fucking movie. It looks incredible. Half the Got budget. Half, yes, went into that prosthetic. Got them butthole eyes, baby. Yeah. Uh, Cammy walks up and sees this, looks at Ed and says, you're going to be part of the family? <laughs> Woo blindly grabs a hold of this little canister and smashes it. Uh, he finds the red lotus, takes a bite of it. But this ain't the fucking red lotus. Uh, Cammy reveals that it's a poisonous stand-in of a flower that she found growing outside of St. Luke's. Remember, hey. the Indiana Jones of botany. So Wu fucking dies. A little back and forth here, like, hey, you risked Ed's life on this whole thing. It was a calculated risk, Cammy says. She takes the red lotus, she unveils it. It's like in a fucking beer fridge or something on like a on the bar randomly. Goes on about how like I believe in science, I don't believe in all this voodoo shit, but I'm gonna get millions and dollars in grants and research and all that for this fucking thing. So she takes off. We got Ed and Sam. But they're left man. behind. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Ed lights up a smoke and he starts complimenting Sam's nice hands and eyes. Yeah, you, could be, little, a, you could be a hand model. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have took that kick. Yeah. Even if you get fat, you could still be a hand model. You know that, right? I really like you. Like me? You said earlier that you love me. I'd say anything to save the world. Oh, yeah? Say it again. We get a little back and forth, I love you. And credits, baby. Brain smasher. A love story. Wow. It's the exact story of how I met my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. To the T. Right. So you were a you were a detective, right? And no, you were interrogating a, some people and I was a bouncer. Actually I was a ninja monk. Then I became a bouncer. Then you got Did you ever eyes? catch bullets? Then I became a botanist. I got butthole eyes right now. No one even knows what that means. Now, I know for a fact you probably don't have any further research on this. I do, actually. Others? Okay. Upon further research, gentlemen, this movie was released on November 17, 1993. If it you're has at a, a strip club, do you describe yourself as a guy with butthole eyes? <laughs> That's my name. That's my stripper name. 
your stripper name is Butthole Eyes? Yeah. What Bring are you to? to this stage, uh, pour some sugar on me. I mean, are you hoping Classic. that there are eyes on your butthole or you're looking for buttholes? Classic. Could go either way, Karan. That's the beauty of a strip club. Try the wings. I don't think the patrons are allowed to strip. I only have eyes for buttholes. Yeah, you should do a song that has that mentions eyes if your name is Butthole Eyes. Uh, behind Butthole Eyes by The Who. No one knows what it's like <laughs> to be the to brown be eye. ass man. <laughs> to be a butt man. Behind brown eyes. Um, estimated budget at $4.5 million. Nah. No way. Nah. <laughs> it's got to be inflated. <laughs> um, Is that in like year $3,051? <laughs> and last but not least, shot in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I could find. Couldn't find nothing. I tried to look for interviews with Dice Clay. Uh, was released theatrically, I think. <laughs> what was it? Malaysia, I think. Like, so it had a theatrical. That's release. where they seem to go. What did we watch bef- recently that had like an opening in Philippines? That was Stone Cold. Was that no, Stone that, Cold? that was Action USA. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, because we kept Stone Cold out of Philippines. We, we were joking about the car and saying like, uh, if you were from Taiwan, you'd recognize you'd it. Recognize, that's right. Mm-hmm. I think Stone Cold had a U.S. theatrical release, so it might have. I don't fucking yeah. remember. I, I think it, it, it's for sure. Like when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this absolutely was shot in Portland." So I would recommend it if you guys go. Go get some pizza and whiskey at Pinkies. Guy was super nice to me when I was there for four days by myself. Um, all right. Any anything else you guys want to fucking dip before we rate my letterbox on this and exchange blows? I hope I get my blow from butthole eyes. <laughs> Hey man, he's... I'll blow myself. You guys can blow between <laughs> each other. I'll I'll stay I'll stay out of it. He's just a I got stripper. A, I got a bro. flashlight a... from my sister. It's good to it's, go. It's not a whore. No, All right. man. I say let's get into it. Let's get okay. into America's favorite game. You know what we should just we should stop asking if there's any thoughts <laughs> before the game. It's 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 a, a hurdle of three minutes that just delays the show. So from now on, we'll just. We'll cut right to it. Yes. Gentlemen, let us play. Rate my letterboxed. Rate my box. Cron Howard, this stage is yours. I'm going to give Dan a two. I'm going to give Bones a three. I am going to give Cron Howard a two. I'm going to give Bones a three as well. 
Johns. Uh, Dan, 1.5. Kron, a 2. All right, guys. Uh, <clears throat> I would be a 2 on this movie. I think mostly because I gave both Stone Cold and Action USA a 2.5, and I like both of those movies a little better than I like this one. Uh, I think there is some entertainment in this movie. I thought all the cops arguing with each other was pretty fucking funny. Um, I mean, Dice Clay is funny throughout, but I kind of said it at the beginning. I feel like this is a movie that kind of has two jokes. It's either we're not ninjas or who can believe a watch costs $10,000 and they just keep hitting those beats over and over. Um, I guess I also kind of felt like this is what would happen if you didn't let John Carpenter direct Big Trouble in Little China. Like, this is kind of the movie it would be. Um, so yeah, I'm a two. Um, yeah, five locations, three jokes, um, but I love Dice Clay. I mean... I think he's he's decent. He's you know he's in that new one with um, Bradley Cooper, right? <clears throat> Plays Gaga's dad. A Star is Born. Yeah, there you go. The last one they made out of the three. Um, but there's some stuff that works in here. There's some good jokes, I think. Um, but. I don't. I just feel. I don't know. I think it needed a little bit more. So. Uh, I am a I'm a two on this as well. I mean, like I said, there was some stuff that worked, and there was some stuff that kind of wish they had some more, maybe budget wise, I guess. So, but overall, I mean, decent acting. I liked some of the stuff with the monks and then all that. So, two for me. I really had to look at the list again because I kept deciding on a number and thinking, no, I'm going to get shit. But then I thought, no, I'm going to put this on par with some other ones. I'm a 3.5 on this. Now, having watched it twice, I think the movie is incredibly sweet. It is super simple. I do not believe the $4.5 million budget like Dan said, it's five locations all at night. Like it must have been just eleven PM to four AM shoots. Um I think the thing just sets out to tell like a quick little sweet story and manages to do it. It's classic. I'm a three point five. I can tell you if you're like, ah, it's bullshit, Paula. This to me is right there with split second and Maniac Cop 2 for me, which I gave 3.5s. I know, Kron, you gave Maniac Cop 2 a 4. I've been... I don't know. Like I've been for the last four days. There's a Maniac Cop 2 t-shirt, but it's $28. And I'm, I just keep looking at the webpage like, nah, I don't, I don't think I need it. Just get it, Kron. Yeah. And I, you would be 100% correct saying that 
it is a there's more to Maniac Cop two than Brain Smasher a love story. But there's just something about this that I found so charming and I wasn't again, if I watch you on a second time and you don't bore me, like that's worth a lot. Because there's some some of these that we watched the first time I'm like that was great. And I go to do notes and I'm like, ah fuck this. This this drops. But I who knows? That's what a rewind is for. Maybe it'll wear off after a while, but I gotta give this a three point five. All right, guys. Uh, Brain Smasher, a love story, would have an average rating from us of 2.5. It would be right now below Convoy at 36 and tied with Action USA for 37. Tied with another movie from the very same category. Um, I would go, I will, ac- I'd go action USA here. <laughs> yeah. I think action USA is going to win. I'm going to go with action USA. Yeah, that's fine. Letterboxd user rating for uh brain smasher. Love story is a 2.7. I guess I'm just going to have to start picking some movies that I know I don't like just so I can start dropping my average. Cause I seem like, uh, a uh, fucking cheerful, lovely person. I'm like Peter Travelers, I guess. Just yeah. I love everything. Don't you change anything about you? I say Travelers, Peter Travers. I'm sorry. Don't change it. Don't change. Don't change anything about you. Aww. You're perfect. All Even right. Even with my butthole eyes. Ending placement for Brain Smasher would be number 38 out of 52 movies we've covered. 52 movies. Guys, we're coming up on a year for this podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, Kron, let's get this out of the way. All of us finished with a 1.5. That was our rate my letterbox score. All right, no real change to positioning then. Bones is in the lead with a 10.5. Dan and I are tied with a 9. I think overall we're getting better at rate my letterbox, though. I feel like these numbers are higher than where they normally are at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe after a year we decide to change some stuff up, right? I got some ideas I'm kicking around. Okay. I'm not ready to bring them to the table yet um yeah like we could just stop (laughs) that's not one of them here's a question for you fellas now we know the next movie that we are covering yep we will be covering the new netflix texas chainsaw massacre we will be doing that the next episode in our feed following this motherfucker will be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm asking you guys, do we want to go ahead and, and roll for our next category now? 
or would you like to wait? I say let's do it now so we have time to do research. Okay. I, I think in the interest of giving Dan time <laughs> with a, a new child, let's go ahead and I've got my categories ready to go. Okay. Well, let us let us get the fuck out of here. Let's shower off, and we shall come back. We're going to roll. Kron's going to reveal the category, and then we're going to move the hell on. Because I got to wipe my butthole eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're leaking a little. From, from being told that I shouldn't change. Dan, that's the sweetest thing you ever said to me. Thanks, man. All right. Well, Moment guys, that was Brain Smasher, a love story. This has been Macho Mania. Did I got we, a feeling it will return. Did we forget what? anything? Yeah. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, we always forget it. <laughs> I got a piece so bad. All right. Well. All right. No, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, this was my... I'm going to go last on this one. Um, uh, oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to get it out of the way here. I'm going to marry Stone Cold. I'm going to fuck Action USA. And I'm going to kill Brain Smasher. Uh, <clears throat> marry Action USA. Fuck Stone Cold. Because it's a bunch of insurrectionists at the end of the day. You don't want to be stuck with that the rest of your life. Uh, I'm also you gonna fuck kill. them. You're bringing that home, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gonna kill brain smash. I'm gonna smash its brain just what it wants. Oh man, what a bummer. Mine's useless then. I'm marrying brain smasher. It's the only one with any real love to it. You know, it's 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 the warmest of them. I'm fucking stone cold. And then I'm killing Action USA. That woman just ruins it. Just <laughs> ruins it. Uh, there you go. I think uh, I think Stone Cold and Action USA, they're the standouts for this category. Brain Smasher can get fucked. I'm fine with that. It was good, man. I mean, yeah. I. But I also knew what I was getting into when I watched. I watched it before I picked it. I was well aware of like. For me, it's a difference of two point five to two. So it's like, it's not like it's way out of line with anything. You fucking hated it. That's a lot for you guys. No. <laughs> I'm looking at a snapshot from uh, the big list from a few weeks ago, and the difference in our ratings like in the cumulative points I'm like 20 points ahead of you guys I am uh, if only the world was as lovely as I what's the totals now me 135 Dan 130 Bones 147 basically yeah that's it don't let them squeak by baby all right Guys, I got to pee. I might pee in the shower. We'll come back. We'll reveal our next category. Maybe we'll talk about an upcoming promotion that we're going to do. Regardless, this is the end. Knuckle and skull, baby. Buddies forever. Crash and burn, brother.
does it take? Strength. Does it take? Karate. It simply takes a swipe. Or a click. Day Rentals Podcast. You can follow, subscribe, rate, review. You. You can do this. I really fucking need you to do this. everybody to the five day rentals podcast we just finished up macho mania we all had a nice uh shower boneses sounded like it might have been of the golden variety oof getting close there man that was a big ipa one had during that episode all right guys it's that time we just wrapped up a category it's time to start a new one I've got random.org pulled up. It's time for a cron selection. My numbers are 1 through 10. Just to catch you guys up, 3 is gone, 5 is gone, 7 and 8 are gone. So let's just see what we get. Number 4. All right, guys, this one might be piggybacking a little off of our previous Macho Mania category because I'm pretty sure we're going to be in some action territory here. Uh, Category number four is called The Big Three, but not the three you want. And the way this category is going to work is we're going to watch one film by Sylvester Stallone, one by Bruce Willis, and one by Schwarzenegger. Now, I have a selection for all three of these, so I'm going to let you guys pick first. Who do you want to cover? Oh, and not the three you want basically means you can't do any Terminator, you can't do any Die Hard, you can't do any Rocky, you can't do any... uh, what still owns other big franchise? Rambo? Yeah, no Rambo. So you so gotta you gotta pick one of their like one off ventures. Arnold Sly Willis. Willis. Okay. Bones, you are the action guru. Uh uh. You go first. All right. This I just to rule this out. So for Arnold, no Terminator. Yep. No Terminators. That is his that is his 
All right. Bruce Bruce would be no Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And Stallone would be no Rocky or Rambo. That's correct. I do want to ask, uh, Escape Plan is a franchise that Stallone has. Is that on the table? Yes. Expendables. Yeah, no Expendables. <laughs> no Expendables. No. So Escape Plan, yes, but no Expendables. Basically, okay. if they've been in more than one of the same franchise, you can't pick from that pool. Okay, so the Escape Plan would be out then. Okay. I want to apologize for the listener for this extended uh, after showers thing because uh, Bones is going to have to talk this out. You have to give Kron Sly Stallone. I I feel hey. like I have an autumn. Like I do feel like there's a, a natural selection here I, that is Kron ending with Stallone. I I promise you because you have, know what he's gonna pick. I have one written down for each one of these, so it does not yeah. matter to me. Okay, it's. It's a good thing we're all friends. So I have a category that is basically this. Um, really? Which I will now uh, delete and start over. So I had a certain selection here. I'm going to go with my heart and let... I'm going to go Arnold. I already know what this is going to. Yeah, I feel like I know what that pick's going to be. I know what your pick's going to be. Unless I take Sly Stallone. You totally can, dude. Uh, Hold on one second here. Cron Howard, folks, makes uh, categories fun, right? This is a good category, dude. Mm-hmm. Let me pick a category where you do all the work. You have to do this every time. Any all you have to do is pick the star that you want. All right, I'm going. I'm going, Bruce. I'm going, Bruno. I think. I think this is the natural fall for this. I think this makes the most sense. <clears throat> oh, man. This is a tough one because I'm going to level with you guys. I had one written down for Willis. I had one written down for Schwarzenegger. I had three written down for Stallone. I, I, that was my reasoning for not going with Stallone. So. <sighs> All right. We're going to. I had three written down, but there's one in my heart, and <laughs> I guess we're going to watch Cliffhanger together. That's what I knew it. Getting another Lithgow in the mix. And hey, who doesn't love this movie? I mean... <laughs> it's been a long time since I've watched it. Maybe I should go... Uh, Take my rating off of this movie. 
This was on uh, uh, Hulu not too long ago. Is it still streaming anywhere? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remove my rating from Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm looking on uh, Just Watch right now. Oh, baby, we're on Netflix right now. Hell yeah, dude. Shit, yeah. Stallone, John Lithgow, Michael Rooker, um, that guy that's not David Morse. What's his fucking name? Uh... Yeah, I got a interest I got a story I can tell on this episode concerning Cliffhanger. Hey, since you guys can't pick them, well, maybe I'll do one in the future. I was going to tell you the other two Stallones I had written down, but save them. Yeah, bro. save save them. Rex Lynn is the actor. I always get him and David Morse mixed up and then the actor who goes by Leon what a great category I'm so excited what I'm not excited for is the fact that I go second and now I have to stress over which Arnold to select thankfully I have a few weeks Dan why don't you tell us what's coming up next uh, next week, folks, we are going to cover the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, which will be available on Netflix here in about 20 minutes at the time of this record. Um, we're going to be a little late on the game here, but uh, I think we're also going to bring in a special guest if we can, if that works out. Um, but... Yeah, we're going to do a two-day rental here, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. We know everybody will probably be watching it this weekend, so yeah, tune in for that. Uh, we're kind of we forced got, into it now. What do you mean we're forced <laughs> Thanks into it? Thanks to somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, we might have a special pro- guest producer that shows up, uh, so, you know. Yeah, we'll see how much prep work he does and we might really enjoy it i'm looking forward to it i think it'd be a nice little nice little breath of fresh air for everybody nobody has to plot this week so you know all right but yeah <laughs> i mean we have cron here he's already brought one texas chainsaw massacre to the not to, to mention pod. Our sound effects guru. Did you hear that yeah. chainsaw? Yeah. That was all me, he, guys. I can see the smoke in his room. Damn, dude. Is that a... Can we do chainsaw uh, brands? What, steel, Husqvarna, Craftsman? Yeah. I was going to say Husqvarna, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, a little breath of uh, fresh chainsaw smoke there. Old Leatherface. Oh yeah, I love a 
a two-stroke oil. All right. You know that thing is going to get jammed up at some point and not start when he wants it to. Yeah, a little, little gore. Yep, little that's going to it's going to save our our final girl. Mm-hmm. Give her a good fifteen second head start. Hell, he might kill him all. Right. And hey, here's the great thing: even if it sucks, that next week we get fucking cliffhanger, buddy. Yeah. Quran's new category, uh, the big three, but not the three you want. Is that what it's called? That's that's right. Okay. And uh, Bones, tell them about the, the giveaway. Uh, all right. If you're listening to this, hopefully by this point I've posted it to Twitter. If not, uh, and you're the one person who listens to this, uh, nag me. What we're going to do, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary of the show. Uh, in order to sort of drive some engage- engagement, we've got some awesome posters, 11 by 17 posters and some stickers uh, with our new art from uh, APB Art. Uh, I'll also tag him in there. So we're just going to do a basic sort of uh, grow the show. Um, you do three seconds of work and potentially I'll send you a poster. So, uh Give us a rating and or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to them. Take a screenshot. I will have a pinned tweet on our Twitter. Just go ahead and drop a picture of that. Uh, I think we're going to select 10 people. So we'll run that for probably two weeks. At the end of that, we'll make our selections. We'll announce it. Shoot me a DM with your address, and I'll send you a mighty fine poster. Man, the quality of this paper, the print, the art that... APB put together. It's great. Inspired by the, uh, you know, great Italian actions of uh, the 60s and 70s. Kron with a revolver. Dan and that Bruce Lee nunchuck get up. Me all beat to shit. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, Just the sight of this thing will turn your butthole eyes back to normal. (laughs) Yeah. You will soon be able to see regardless of the condition of your eyes. Um, yeah, so that's what we'll do. It's a what we think a pretty fair trade-off. Like, you know, obviously reviews and, and ratings are what grow shows. We think we got a good fucking product. We'll take the Pepsi challenge with any of these bullshit fucking movie review shows. Sure, our 10-minute cold opens are hard to get through. Hey, uh... Remember when Game of Thrones had that 12-minute intro with that guy going through that wall and it didn't make any fucking sense and then you watched eight seasons of a show that sucked ass? Hey, we're better than that at least. So, uh... Yeah, eat shit, Lindelof. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, that was Lost, right? Oh, yeah, that's... Who are the guys that made... D&D. Hey, Whatever. Either way, you know what? Eat, eat shit, shit Lindelof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Your your show was just as bad, if not worse. So yeah, you're not lying. Anyway, but we do appreciate anybody that does listen. We appreciate the non-person who's listening to this right now. Uh, but yeah, come back next week. We'll knock out a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The week after that, we go cliffhanging with a new category. Hey. Hey, people are loving my cliffhanging dong. <laughs> hey. All right, guys. Buddies forever. 
Crash and burn. Hang cliff. Got them butthole eyes, baby. <laughs>